Hey everyone, welcome to World Cry Radio, Go Be Great. I am your host and wealth strategist, Karina Calhoun. And listen, we have an amazing next couple of weeks scheduled for you all. So we recently had the Power 3 Virtual Women Summit on June 26th and June 27th. So over the next few weeks, I will be spotlighting various segments from that virtual summit. It was literally a life-changing event. And I'm not just saying that. I can say that for myself. And I've had numerous people reach out to me who attended this virtual summit that felt the same way or that actually feels the same way. So again, I will be highlighting various segments from the virtual summit during the next couple of weeks of War Cry Radio Go Be Great podcast. And please, please, please feel free to reach out to these speakers and sponsors. They did an amazing job. They came in and literally the power of three is edify, educate, and empower. They came in literally and did just that. That's why we know that this was a transformative event. And if you are looking to join our community, we are the power of three and we are on Facebook. So please feel free to join us at any point in time. We would love to welcome you home. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, I want to say again, thank you to Karina and Nicole for asking me to be a speaker for the Power Free Virtual Women's Summit. I'm very honored to do this. And thank you for even thinking of me. Um, this is something that I love to do to empower people, particularly women, um, you know, in pursuing their business dreams. You know, the point of this conference is to, you know, educate and inspire and, you know, empower and that is what I want women to be able to do in terms of business. So that is what I do, what I do. Let's segue into what I do. <laughs> okay. So I'm Natalie Pierre-Lewis. I'm the owner and operator of MPL Consulting LLC, a business formation firm. What that means is I help people get their business paperwork together. So if you need help with things like getting registered with the state, getting EIN numbers, DUNS numbers, contracts, basic brand protection strategies, all things that we're going to cover in this session, those are things that I can help you with. Why I'm qualified to help you, I'm a licensed attorney, have been one for 14 years in counting. I've started multiple businesses for myself and others, both online and offline. I've had many careers in the realms of entrepreneurship, the law, education, hospitality, and administrative support. And most important, I am very passionate about making business and legal education as accessible to everyone as possible. Not everybody has the time, the money, or the desire to go to business school or to law school, but a lot of you have amazing business ideas out here. And if you're going to be successful, there are just some things that you need to know. There is no way around it. So that is what I do. The way that I got started doing this is because I was out in my community and I saw a lot of people who had these, you know, quote unquote, businesses, but had no idea what a business license was, what an EIN number was, what, you know, didn't have any contracts, you know, trademark infringement. And I felt that it was my duty to educate the people in my community so that they don't get caught up. So that is what I do. And at the end of this session, I'm going to have a very special offer for all of you ladies, because I want to make your business dreams real. I want to help you succeed. I want to help you be bosses in these streets. So hang in with me. We're going to talk for a little bit and then we're going to have the offer. All right. So um, 
I do business formation. What does that mean? So I find a lot of people, they're out here in the streets and they're saying, you know, I'm a CEO, I'm a CEO. Uh, you know, I got a business, I got a business. And they have no idea what it means to be a CEO or to run a business. These days, the barrier to entry to business is very low. So it's easy to just get a social media account and, you know, cash app or Venmo, whatever you want to use and start raking in the dollars. However, that does not a business make. Okay. So today we're going to go over the steps of what it takes to have an actual legitimate business. Why do you want an actual legitimate business? Having an actual legitimate business that is registered, that gives you access to money from the state and the government, like these um, these COVID loans, uh, you know, forgivable loans that were coming out. You can only get that if you're a registered business. Uh, if you want to get business credit, get a credit card for your business, you have to have a legally registered business. If you want to work with you know, government contractors, a lot of times you're going to need to have some type of business entity, you know, that is in existence. They don't just want the person, they want the business. So you need to make sure that your paperwork is ready. One of the two people that I really look up to are Supercent and uh, the real BB Judy on social media, because they're just, you know, women from Louisiana, but they have built empires because they knew how to take those bricks, take those foundations and lay them down to build those empires. So today we're going to start building your empires. Okay. Okay, so ladies, 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 when you are starting to, uh, to to venture out into the entrepreneurship place, right? I know that you know it can feel confusing, but I'm going to break it down into some easy steps for you. The first thing that you need to do when you are considering starting a business is that you need to decide what business entity am I going to be. Now, most of the time when we hear you know business entities, most people are like, oh, I want an LLC or I want a corporation. Well, just to let you know, there are one, two, three, four, five, six different types of business entities. You have sole proprietorships, partnerships, LLCs, and three different types of corporations. So it is up to you as the person starting your business to figure out which business, uh, which business entity is going to work for you. Um, now, on the legal side, I love LLCs. However, depending on what type of business you have, a corporation may be better. I'm not talking about sole proprietorships and partnerships. I want to focus on LLCs and corporations because those are the ones that are going to protect you, protect your personal assets if something happens in these streets. That's another reason why you want to register your business. If someone sues your business, you don't want them to be able to come after your personal assets like your house or your car or anything you hold of value. When you register your business, it becomes another person and they go find that person so they can sue and not you and your nice things. <laughs> okay. So you need to choose a business entity that will protect you and protect your personal assets from your business assets. And those are going to be your LLCs and your corporations. Now, which one of those is best for you? You need to talk to an accountant because while I can give you the legal ramifications and basic tax, um, tax implications of these business formation models, these business entity models, an accountant is going to be able to tell you, how is this going to affect you at tax time? Which business entity is going to benefit you the most, depending on the type of business that you form, okay? So the first thing you need to do, choose your business entity. Please write that down, okay? All right. So, um, and if you need uh, some extra help with business entities, I am a big geek. I have eBooks on almost everything, but we're going to get to that at the end. So after you've chosen your business entity, 
you've got to register your business with the state. Yes, you need to tell the state, hey, I'm making money here, right? So that means that you need to go to your state's website. They have the forms on there. Sometimes the entire process is online, but you go to your state government's website. They have a business section and you find the form that is appropriate for the type of business entity that you want to form, right? So let's say, let's just use my business, for example, NPL Consulting LLC. I'm going to go to my state website. I'm going to go to the business section and I'm going to get the get the application for LLC. Right. But even before I do that, I need to check with my state to make sure there's not another NPL consulting LLC already in business. And your state website is going to have a space on there for you to check that out. Or you can just do a Google search. Look, the Internet is out. The Internet is the great equalizer these days. If you can read you can probably find out if somebody has your business name already, okay? So you got to register with the state. Um, as well as registering with the state, these things are kind of, uh, they kind of coincide and you, they happen at the same time. You need an EIN number. Your EIN number, that is your business's social security number. That is how you're going to file business taxes. That is how you're going to uh, do payroll. Your EIN number, like think about all the things that you use your social security number for. You need your EIN number for that, right? So, and that is something that is a completely free service that is provided by the IRS. Um, there are people out here who are charging anywhere between 75 and $125 for you to get an EIN number. And I'm letting you know today, getting an EIN number is absolutely free. You just have to know how to fill out the application. And um, yeah, it's on the, uh, it's on the irs.gov website, all that stuff. So number one, choose your business entity. Number two, register your business with the state. Number three, get your EIN number. Okay. Now, this step, it might not apply for everybody. Number four, get your licensing together. Depending on your type of business, you might need licenses. If you're trying to open a restaurant, you're going to need some, you know, probably an alcohol license, a food handler's license. There are a lot of, there's a lot of licensing that goes into food businesses as well as hair. Anything that requires a professional, you're probably going to need some type of business license to operate in that realm. So it is important that you check your state's website to see what is required statewide and locally, because you can't just be satisfied with the state. Most of us, we have counties and then we have our cities and our local places and they all have, they might all have, um, you know, extra rules or different rules. So you need to do your due diligence and make sure that all of your licensing is in place. So somebody, the inspector doesn't come and say, you know, let me see your blah, blah, blah license. And you're looking at them like, what is that, right? So getting your licensing, number four. Um, number five, uh, getting your DUNS number. Now, a lot of people, uh, a lot of you are going to want to get business credit cards. You're going to want to, um, you're going to want to establish a line of credit for your business. You're also going to want to work with big box stores if you are, um, you know, selling goods and things like that. Your DUNS number, I like to call it your business passport. Um, it gets you into places that your EIN number is not. Your DUNS number, when you get it, again, this is something that is totally free that you can apply for at the Duns and Bradstreet website. Um, it basically starts opening a credit history for you as a business, as well as a vendor history. Your DUNS number is where 
um, people that you want to work with are going to be able to check up on you and see if you pay your bills. It's where they're going to be able to check and see, you know, if you have been a supplier for other businesses, what was their experience with you? What is your reputation out here in these streets? So a DUNS number is very important if you ever have, um, you know, dreams or hopes or aspirations of working in big box stores. Now, prior to this year, DUNS numbers were also used for federal contracts. So if you wanted to work with any type of federal government entity, you needed a DUNS number. However, the federal government is now switching from the Duns and Bradstreet system to their own system that is called SAMI. So those of you who are ever interested in federal contracting, you need to start looking into the SAMI number. The federal government is basically creating their own type of Duns number. This is the number that you're gonna have to use if you want to be in any type of business with the federal government. Now, if you already have a Duns number, there's nothing you need to do. The federal government is going to automatically issue you a SAMI number. However, if you have not started your business journey yet, and one of your goals is to work with the federal government, you're going to have to look into the SAMI number. All right. Um, and I know that I'm going rather quickly, but we're short on time, but I'm going to leave time, um, you know, at the end for, for questions. Okay. So, uh, after our DUNS number, okay, so we're getting all this paperwork together. If you're not already collecting money, open a business bank account. And if you're already collecting money, open a business bank account. Now, you're going to need your paperwork to open a business bank account. You're going to need your articles of incorporation, meaning your registration with the state. You're also going to need an operating agreement, which I'm going to get into momentarily. However, if you're still waiting for your paperwork to come through from the state and you can't get a business bank account because most banks won't allow you to open a business bank account without um, an articles of incorporation, you want to open a separate personal bank account that you only run your business through. That is the account that people pay you in, that is the account that you buy supplies from, that is the account that you pay bills from. And you do that until you get your paperwork in order so that you can get a proper business bank account, okay? Because what you don't want, if you ha have your paperwork, your LLCs or your corporations, but you don't separate your finances, that LLC, that corporation is not going to mean anything. The government does not want to see a commingling of funds. We call that commingling of funds of your personal and business assets. So, if with your business accounts and your personal accounts, if you are buying, you know, a computer for your business, you buy that from the business account. If you are buying a computer for the house, you pay that from your personal account. So you need to make sure that you separate your your business. Um, finances from your personal finances. And you also need to log your expenses. So whatever you spend on your business, I don't care if it's five cents. What I do because I'm old school, I have an Excel spreadsheet and literally every month I put in whatever I spend um, and I divide them into categories. And at the end of the year, I give that to my accountant so that they can see what I have spent my money on and, you know, get me all the deductions and all of the advantages that, that I deserve as a registered business. Okay. So get your business bank account and start logging your expenses and try to do it. I try to do it on a weekly basis simply because you know, your brain gets tired and sometimes you forget what you spent $4 and 35 cents on, even if it tells you where you don't know what you bought. Right. So try to do that on a weekly basis so that you can keep up with your finances. Now moving to some of my favorite parts. Oh, okay. 
Thank you. Um, moving on to some of my favorite parts. The next thing you need, you need an operating agreement. And uh, an operating agreement is a type of contract. We're going to get into contracts, but I'm going to talk about operating agreements very quickly. Your operating agreement is like your business's constitution. It tells everybody, this is what our business is. This is what we do. Here's who's in charge. We are here in it to win it. Even if you are a single member LLC, you still need an operating agreement. Um, I went to my bank and they were like, we need your operating agreement. I'm the only one running MPL Consulting LLC, okay? So you need an operating agreement, which again is a type of contract. It may be a contract with only you, but it's still a contract, all right? Um, as well as an operating agreement, you need contract templates. A lot of you out here are very creative and you've got amazing skills, but you're not securing your money because you're kind of just doing your transactions haphazard. You're working through text. You're doing emails. If you are especially um, my crafters out here, I have a lot of crafters who follow me. If you are taking special orders, you need to have that on paper. You need to let your clients know what your policies are regarding cancellations and returns, particularly if you're making custom items. I know that some of you who make custom items, you've been left holding the bag because someone ordered something from you and then they disappeared and you never found them again. Now, or, or you've had someone requesting a refund when you're already way down in the stage and you already spent the money. Having a contract template ready for your clients that lets them know what the expectations are so that you don't have to, you know, fix it on the back end. Let them know who you are up front. So just like when you buying from, um, let's see, Fashion Nova or, you know, any of these stores or online, they tell you what their return policy is. Here's where you can get a credit. Here's where you can get your money back. Um, this is what we do about this. You need to have your own policies for yourself. It's not just for the big people. It's for all of us. It, no matter if you're just starting out or if you've been in there for 10 years, you need a contract because people lie, people forget, circumstances change and you need a contract. And especially in these times, you need a contract with a very strong cancellation or what we call a force majeure clause in case something unexpected happened. Look at the, at the times we're living in. COVID-19 messed a lot of things up and a lot of people are having contract issues because they cannot perform, right? So there's probably going to be a big revamp in the way contracts are um, composed because of situations like COVID-19. Now, this was not something that we foresaw, but it's something that we have to consider now because apparently COVID is here for a while. She said, I ain't going home. Um, so you need to protect yourselves in these streets. As well as um, contracts for your clients, you need contracts for potential business partners. If you are, um, so I, I have a, a YouTube show that I, that I do Monday through Thursday, where we talk about, you know, business concepts using pop culture and celebrity news, right? And we have so many stories of where smaller companies were talking to larger companies, you know, and the larger companies, you know, they were all gung-ho at the beginning and, you know, everything was going great. And then the larger companies ended the negotiations. And one month later, you see them doing the same thing the small company was doing. This happens a lot. One of the ways that you can protect yourself through this is with non-disclosure agreements and non-competition agreements. I don't care how small you are. If a large company tells you that they want to talk to you about your business ideas, you walk in there with a non-disclosure agreement because you don't want anybody stealing your, you know, things that you have developed over time. So operating agreements, non-disclosure agreements, 
client uh, client contracts. As well, you're going to need partner agreements, joint venture agreements, because you might decide to do collaborations with different businesses. They might not be trying to buy you out, but they might, you know, want to do a little sum sum with you. You need a joint venture agreement so that you understand what everyone's role is, what your percentage is, and how this is supposed to break down. So contracts are very, very important when it comes to business. Again, our memories are not that great. The brain can only hold so much. That's why we put it on paper so everybody knows what's expected of them, okay? Uh, um, next, so we've got our contracts. All right, next, my, my next favorite, basic brand protection. Well, my crafters, if I, I know that um, I saw Lareed in here earlier, so I know Lareed is probably watching and probably Zephyrina, my crafting people. OK, we all know we go on Etsy and we see, you know, all of these lovely um, Chanel phone cases and, you know, Gucci bags that are not being offered by Gucci. All of those things are knockoffs and all of those things are trademark infringement. Um, now we're going to talk about trademark infringement from the, the, uh, this, um, from two sides. The first side we're talking about is you guys not violating trademarks. When you have a trademark, a trademark, that is the symbol for your business. When people see that mark, they associate that with your business and they associate that with the values of your business. When you use someone else's trademark without their permission, you are basically saying to the world, this company has vouched for me. This company and I, we got something going on where, you know, we're, we're doing something together. And more times than not, especially if it's Gucci Coach or any of these high end brands, that is not true. Gucci is not out here selling on Etsy. Gucci is not out here selling their fabrics. Uh, the, the fat, I've seen some of some videos of uh, you, you amazing crafters. I don't know where you find these uh, designer, designer fabrics, but those are not authorized. That is trademark infringement. These companies spend money so that those, the, those symbols that you want, they spend money on that. It means something. So that's why they're very serious about protecting their intellectual property. And when you violate someone's trademark, you open yourself up to being sued and having your um, online store, if you're selling goods, shut down. Um, this Now, this applies for any business. If you use someone else's symbol and they sue you for trademark infringement, they can get a lot of money. I covered a case one time where this small hair company, they were in talks with L'Oreal. L'Oreal, um, no, sorry, that's the wrong story. Um, my bad. We're talking about violating trademark infringements. This, um, oh no, this is the Michael Kors. This one woman, she was selling Michael Kors phone cases on eBay. She had like three different accounts. And Michael Kors found her. And Michael Kors said they wanted $200,000 for every phone case she sold. Okay. Now I don't know if they got it, but Michael Kors was not playing with her. We said, I don't care if you're selling these phone cases for $11, this Michael Kors symbol, that means something in the world. And for you to put that on your products, you are making a false association between Michael Kors and yourself. You are tarnishing our image, right? So you don't want to violate people's trademarks. Now, on the other side, some of you guys, you have business names and logos and mottos, and you need to be protecting it. The, like I said, the barrier to entry to business is very low these days, right? And that is a blessing and a curse. 
these big companies out here and other companies, they are looking at the smaller companies to steal from you because they know that more times than not, you do not have intellectual property, right? So how many of y'all have heard of, of smaller brands who have complained about larger brands stealing their work? Um, there is a company that I, I think it's B Fine. They're um they are a they're a um a swimsuit company and they were up in arms because another designer basically used their patterns for her fashion show, right? But fa fashion is an area where infringement is just rampant. It's really hard to protect your intellectual property in fashion, but that's why you have to strive harder to do it. So trademarks, if you have a business name that you want to keep that you don't want anyone else using you need a trademark. Now there are federal trademarks and state trademarks as well. If you are an artist and you create work like paintings or poetry or songs or, you know, professional dance choreography, those are things that you're going to need copyright protection for. Hey guys, real quick interruption here and I'll let you get back to your episode. Be sure to go over to warcry.com to grab additional resources under Karina's Welcoming Wealth Center. Karina has curated and created a ton of great worksheets, ebooks, journals, e-courses, and the list goes on. Don't delay, go check it out. That's warcry, W-A-R-K-R-Y.com. Talk soon. Peace. Because these are things that you created and you want to be able to control how that work goes out into the world, right? And the third type of intellectual property for my inventors, you need a patent. So um, I know that, you know, some of you, uh, some of you have these amazing like little gadgets that you create. There's a lot of, I see a lot of Yoni seats coming out and you guys have, you know, very um, interesting ways of how the Yoni seats are, are constructed. Those are, that is an invention. That is something that you can protect through a patent. So you want to get your intellectual property together as soon as possible. Now, I understand it can be a little pricey. Copyrights aren't that expensive. They're about $65. However, trademarks, um, if you cannot afford a federal trademark, go for the state trademark, at least so you can protect it within your region. And if and if just the funds are low, at the very least, you should start using the small letters TM in the upper right-hand corner of your logo or your business name or your business phrase to make sure that you um, that you're telling. It doesn't give you legal protection, but it does tell your industry, "Hey, this mark, I'm using it. It represents my goods, and I'm working on getting it, you know, federally registered." So those are some things you can do as well. Um, Sorry, uh, my brain is moving faster than my mouth. <laughs> I love talking about this stuff, right? So like I said, your trademarks, your copyrights, your patents, um, copyrights as well. My artists out here, look, I know that um, creatives and people like myself who are more kind of by the book, we don't always you know, see eye to eye, but you need a copyright for your art. Um, the, the, the courts, they are no longer hearing copyright infringement cases if you don't have a legal copyright on your work. So it is to your benefit. If you don't want anybody stealing your work, you need to get a legal copyright. It's only $65 and that's worth it to, you know, protect yourself. All right. So basic brand protection. Um, next thing that I want you guys to think about is 
how you're hiring your employees. That is a process. There is a process that goes into vetting and hiring employees. You don't ever want to be sued for discrimination because you did not have a uniform system for hiring employees. And you also need to know what is permissible in your state. What can you ask an employee? How do you train your employee, right? Because just because you gave them the job description doesn't mean that they do it the way that you like it. So you always need to set your employees up for success. Make sure that you have that paperwork in order. Make sure you do your background checks. Make sure that when you are doing your vetting system, you are looking for someone who holds the same values as you do for your business and isn't just looking for a job. So you're not, you know, looking for another person six months later. Okay. So having uniform hiring policies is very important. All right. Um, so we have actually gone through everything that I wanted to touch on. I know I went a little bit fast, but I wanted to make sure that we have time at the end to ask any questions. Um, I can't see uh, if you guys do have questions, but uh, I am going to, but I am here till 3.15. So please wait, how do I? Okay. I did something and I don't know what I did, Karina. I can't see myself anymore. Uh-oh. I think we lost her. <laughs> oh no. No, that was come back in. Yeah. So if you have any questions, please post them here so that we are able to have them ready for Natalie. There she is. Okay. Hey. Hi, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just telling the ladies if you have questions, to go ahead and post them so yeah. that we would have them ready for you when you come back in. Um, okay. I have not, I've been looking at the comments. I have not seen any questions per se. Um, lots of That's, comments. This okay. is really good. I have a question. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now I know, I know that you said LLCs and corporations are good. Let's say mm -hmm. you are a person who wants to sell goods let's say you're a shirt person. Okay. And you want to sell other people's goods. What, what steps do you have to take in order to do that? What do you mean by other people's goods? So you have an online store, you want to start stocking other people's things? Yes. Okay. So the first thing you need to do is make sure that you have permission to sell their things and you okay. want to have some type of, some type of agreement with that person. So what is the fee split going to be between you guys for selling these products? And uh, you also need to be aware of any trademarks and you're probably going to need some type of disclaimer saying, you know, any trademarks from these products, they belong to the owners. Um, but the most important thing is the contract with the original creator of the good. You don't want to go out and start selling let's just say, let's just say, you know, a bunch of Gucci bags fell off the back of a truck and uh, you're on your website. You're saying, Hey, I found these off the back of the truck. Gucci is not going to allow you to do that because Gucci has their authorized sellers. Same way with any other distributor, 3M, the, um, 3M, the company, they sell N95 masks. They sent out multiple trademark infringement lawsuits to other companies because these companies were selling, they were genuine 3M masks. 3M95 masks, but these companies were not um, vetted, they were not, you know, registered vendors. They did not have permission to sell 3M masks. And 3M 
sued them for trademark infringement because they were not mm. authorized sellers. So if you're going to be selling someone else's property, the first thing it's important to get their permission and then get okay. that permission on paper. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Jojo Takia said, how do you find out what licenses you'll need for your business? Is there a general guide? So what you're going to want to do is go to your state website. They have a whole section for, for business, right? And there's, there's going to be a set, you're going to have to search around. I, every state website isn't the same. Um, so there is some search involved, but they're going to have a section telling you, Hey, this is the license that you need for this type of business. Um, so it's just up to you to go to your state website and really look for it. Um, and Angela proud to be curvy said, are there extra steps for nonprofits? Ooh, I love that you asked about nonprofits. Nonprofits are a little tricky. So people want to say, I have a nonprofit. I have a nonprofit. No, you don't. No one owns a nonprofit. You may run a nonprofit, but you don't own a nonprofit. A nonprofit, it is an entity out there that is supposed to do good for the public, but you can be, you know, um, a person who runs a nonprofit and you have to decide first the entity that you need for a nonprofit, which is usually a trust, a corporation, or um, an unincorporated association. And you set up a nonprofit just like a regular business. The, uh, the only thing that's really different is that you have the added step of having to apply for your nonprofit status. Now, that might be for some, that might be a 501c3, that might be a 501c4. There are many different types of nonprofits. So you need to figure out which not type of nonprofit you have so that once you get the business registration done, you can submit the proper application to get your nonprofit status. And getting your nonprofit status, it takes a little bit of time. You don't just jump out the woodwork and have a nonprofit, at least not one that's recognized until your paperwork is filed. Okay. Is there a time frame you need to complete the trademark while using the TM before it becomes an issue? Um, I there's no time frame per se, but again, the barrier to entry is low, and there are a lot of out people out here who want to be in business but don't want to do the work, so they are out here scouting and trying to steal. My sister literally just texted me today. Her friend has her business and someone, you know, just basically remixed her logo and business name and is trying to, you know, piggyback off of her success. So the sooner you get your federal intellectual property together, the better for you. However, it is at least some uh, there if there is at least some proof that you have you know, a, a social history. Like if you have been doing this for, you know, two, three years, you've had your TM, people know you, you have clout in the streets, then you have a stronger argument if you don't have a federal trademark. But having a federal trademark is always the best way because people are just out here trying to steal. Um, how Pamela said, how early would one look into trademarks for a business? Consider um, As soon as possible. Once you know that that is the name, the mark, the logo, whatever you want to use, I would say start trying to protect it as soon as possible. If you can't do a federal trademark, those starts at those start at anywhere from a couple hundred to about six hundred dollars uh, for the first stage. If you can't do that, get a trademark with your state. Protect yourself somehow. Um, considering revenue in the beginning stages of building your business, um, could you ask that second question a different way? Because I'm not sure what. Um, uh, I'm not sure what you're what you're asking. Consider revenue in the. Renee wants to know if the online store process is different for brick and mortar businesses. No, 
Uh, the only difference between a brick and mortar business is that you're also going to have to have a lease and insurance and things like that for your physical space. But the actual paperwork of getting your business registered with the state, it is the same no matter if your business is online or offline. When you're getting into brick and mortar, that's more kind of real estate stuff you need to think about. So that's where, that's where it kind of takes a little bit of a left. Mm. Um, would you agree every business needs? Yes, absolutely. Every like. If you're a brick and mortar, you are absolutely going to need at least general liability insurance in case your store burns down or somebody falls and tries to sue you. If you are a professional out here performing professional services, you need some type of professional liability insurance. And especially if you are doing anything that people are ingesting things in their body or putting things on their skin that could possibly provide an adverse reaction, you want to protect yourself insurance-wise in case somebody sues you. So Business insurance is very, 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 very important. Okay. It looks like that's all the questions. Natalie, it looks like that's all the questions for now. Okay. Um, well, if you, uh, ladies, if you want to book one-on-one -on -one time with me, if there are questions that you want to ask that are more personal to your business and you don't feel like sharing them in this group, um, I do have sessions available for the conference only, for people attending the conference. I have a discounted one hour session. My one hour sessions are usually 247. If you book by 315 to 3.15 p.m. tomorrow, June 28th, you can um, get a, uh, a one hour session for 187 versus 247. And you can book that at linktree forward slash MPL consulting firm because I, I wanna be able to talk to you guys and give you access to this information. A lot of us, we may know the pieces that we need to put together, but we still need some guidance in putting it together and somebody to kind of just be there and say, you know, check that box right there. Here's what this means, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I wanna, I wanna be that kind of legal person in your ear, just whispering them little hints so that you can be on the right track. So you can go to linktree forward slash MPL consulting firm and book your discounted one hour session. If you're a first time client and you just have a few questions, I do provide free 15 minute consultations if you're a first time client. Um, as well, I have a lot of digital products and stuff, but we can talk about that later. Um, and if you, if you like, so I'm a big nerd and I would love to, to engage with you ladies more. Like I said earlier, I do have a, um, a YouTube show that, or a live show that I do Monday through Thursday, where I teach these business concepts using, you know, news in the story. Like we were just talking about Will Smith being sued for copyright infringement because he's trying to do a story about Serena and v Venus Williams's father. But some company said they just bought the rights to the story three years ago. So wow. these types of concepts, they affect us every day. So if you're ever, um, if you ever want to see these concepts in action, <laughs> really, Toby, um, if you ever want to see these concepts in action. Toby said, that's enough. I, he, he up to his limit. <laughs> Feel free. I, <laughs> I broadcast on Facebook and Instagram. Instagram, I'm NPL Consulting Firm. Facebook, I'm NPL Consult. Monday through Thursday at 8 p.m. It's a good time. Come hang out with me. Love to. I would love to see you all there. So, you know, wow. listen, ladies, please take advantage of this because um, Natalie is is reducing her, her rate for us. This is for us specifically. 247 regular price for an hour for you know i mean you can't beat this you really need to go yeah. in 
and jump on it. I want y'all to win. I want y'all to win. I like, if I could do this for free, I honestly would, but look, I like nice things and I got to eat, but (laughs) this is valuable, valuable information that you just gave us just today for free that people pay a lot of money for. I'm, I was writing as fast as you was talking. I'm over here writing just as fast as you talking. So this was <laughs> Natalie, thank you so much. And I want to say again, folks, you know, listen, the speakers did not, they're not getting paid for this. They are donating their time and information. So she just donated to us an hour's worth of legal information. Yes. Now she's not our attorney, so she's, you know, but she just donated this time to us and does it Monday through Thursday, like she said. And she is offering to reduce her rate for you to talk to her privately. So this is the time. I I mean, look, look, look at everything that happened. Things have like millionaires are made during revolutions. Our world is turning topsy turvy. And this is a chance for you to take advantage and, you know, claim your niche. So if you can claim your niche now, do it. Think about how many businesses came up out of the, the last financial crisis, Uber, all of those, you know, written yes. to you services. So don't ever think that your idea is too crazy. Some of the, someone was out here selling pet rocks in the seventies. So don't tell me that you can't sell what you got. That's right. That's, That's right. right. And I recently posted that list of businesses that were birthed out of the last financial crisis. I posted that on Instagram. So if you saw it, you know that what you're saying is true because we have to really lean into what we are asking to be great at. This is, I, I just, I am like speechless because we have to remember she didn't have to do this. No, nobody on here had to do this. You know, so please don't let this let me tell you, I said it earlier. Don't wait. Don't wait and think, oh, well, I'll just get it tomorrow at three o'clock. You might miss out. Go ahead That's and it. do it. Go ahead and do it as soon as possible. I would love to work investment with you in yourself. This is an investment to make in yourself. Yes. Think about it. You start in your bit, you get in this information, all of this needed information. And you will make, once you open your business, you're going to make back that $187. And look, I'm, and I'm not just saying this. Look, I started out my business and I needed help too. I have invested in my business. I have invested thousands because while I know what I know, I don't know. I didn't know how to market. I don't know how to do graphic design. I had to invest in those in those services because I wanted my business to grow. So yes. don't be afraid to invest in your, you are the best investment. All right. We, you will spend $40 on your nails, maybe a little bit more. You'll spend, you know, you go to the esthetician, you get your hair done, invest in your business. You want your business to look good out in these streets, just as good as you do. That's, that's it. Drop that the mic. Cool. Boom. That's it. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Are there any other questions, ladies, that you have? I'm here. And you can always, if if you don't want to ask them out loud, you can DM me on social media. I am very responsive. 
Um, I'm kind of addicted to the internet, so, <laughs> so I will respond pretty quickly. Um, if you join me on my on my uh, live broadcast, a lot of time I do have Q&A sessions there and you can ask questions. So however you want to engage with me, there are a lot of different ways and you can find that at linktree forward slash MPL consulting firm. You can go there to, you know, subscribe to the YouTube channel, subscribe to the podcast. Not everybody wants to watch, but you can at least listen. I do record the audio and, and upload it every day. But I, I do this because I want you all to win. I do this because I know that there are future millionaires out here and you just need somebody to show you the way to that million. So I'm trying to be a little light on the path to your way to your million. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, her, again, her website is on the screen. So if you want to get in contact with her, that's where you can reach her to book your consultation, right? Is that right, Natalie? Yes. When you go to linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, you're going to um, go down to the fourth button. It's going to say book your one-on-one -on -one coaching session. And when you scroll down, you will see the power of three discount session. It is awesome. uh, it's at the bottom of the list. Awesome. Somebody wants to know what's your, oh, oh never mind. Karina got it. <laughs> oh, thank you, Karina. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yes. Did I do yeah. that good a job, guys? Y'all have no more questions? Oh, shoot. <laughs> you did an awesome job. Awesome, awesome, awesome. All yes, right. Yes. This was so wonderful. I want to thank you ladies again for inviting me. This is something that I really love to do, talking to people about the opportunities that are out there for them and how to, you know, how to how to take advantage of them. Like there's so much stuff out here that we don't know as a community. Like I said, when I started out, it's because I saw a lot of my community out here trying to run businesses got business cards, got a cash app, got an Instagram, don't don't have a business license, don't even know what a business license is. And um, we had something here in DC where they were having these pop-up events and for, I don't, they just got out of control. And I, I, I went to them and I said, y'all don't have no business licenses. You're going to start getting raided by the police. Three months later, they started getting raided by the police. Wow. People are not playing about their business dollars out here it, because when you are not a registered business and you're making money, basically the state looks at it like you're stealing money from them. You're making yeah. money on my territory, but you don't want to pay me my cut. That's what it looks like to the government. Wow. Yeah. It is true. We gotta yeah. we have to do better. And, and we like and we do said, better Natalie, we now better. is the time. Yeah, we do better when we know better. Exactly. If there's right. there is no shame. There is no shame in not knowing. There is shame in knowing and not doing. Yes. And at this point in the game, honestly, with you know, this is not, this platform is not the only platform that's ever gone forth. It won't be the last. There's tons of them all the time. You know, are they effective? I don't know. I, I don't really concern myself with that, but I do know that there's tons of information out there. There's tons of Karina's, there's tons of Nicole, there's tons of Natalie's out there who are willing to give back to the community who want to see us win, as Natalie said, there's tons of us out here. So if we are not being an island unto ourselves, we can get the information. There's no reason for us to not have the information. We just have to be willing to take the information and then, as Natalie said, move on with it. It's that, that simple. It is literally that simple. But we just have to be willing to do it. You know, there right. 
it's just no reason with the information age that we're in that we have literally been thrust into the digital age that we've been thrust into you know as COVID-19 has run rampant there's no reason we can connect with people all over the world at this point yeah you can and you got our good friend Google is open 24/7. So even if you if you don't necessarily have the funds to invest in a coach, you can yes, it's going to take some time. It's going to take a, where you know the, there's a trade-off. You're either going to spend money or you're going to spend time. So if right. you don't have the money to spend, spend the time doing the research so that you come out with a solid foundation. All right. You don't want to be out here in these streets and, you know, you think you're you're all good and Danny and somebody asks you for a piece of business paperwork and then your face cracks because you're like, what? Yep. Mm -hmm. I had a client of mine who was just, um, you know, I, I did her paperwork like a year or so ago and she just got approved for her her uh, woman owned business certification so that she can apply for grants. Wow. That's so awesome. having your. Having your business paperwork together gives you access to a lot of things that you're not going to get access to if you're just running your business through Instagram and a cash app account. Yes, absolutely. 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 I love it. Absolutely. So any other questions, comments while we have Natalie here? This she is the time. This is an appointment. Come on, ask me some questions. <laughs> It's a, like, don't, don't worry about it. If y'all like when actually I, I find it gratifying when there are less questions because that lets me know that I have been very clear about what I have said and that everybody understands. And that is what I strive for. A lot of times people get caught up in the jargon of, you know, the business jargon and the legal jargon, and it can just turn you all sideways. And my goal is to make it as accessible, as easy, as plain English for you as possible. Chima says, scheduling my appointment now. All right. <laughs> that's why they're not ask, that's that's why they're not asking that's them questions right. on your website, scheduling the appointment. They on your website <laughs> and on your Instagram. Yes, can't how wait. Can't wait. How can I connect with this lady today? I cannot wait. I cannot wait to work with you ladies. I know that there are going to be some incredible empires birthed out of this conference. So I'm just very glad to be a part of it. And thank you again, Karina and Nicole, for inviting me to be here. You are very thank welcome. Thank you so much. Oh, my goodness. That information. Awesome. So Pam my mommy will be proud. <laughs> uh, oh. I thought you were all signing out. So to clarify, I know trademarks can be costly for those who may be just starting out. I was just wondering how soon once you start looking into them. Oh, okay. Um, I would say start saving right now. So depending on how many classes that you want to get your trademark in, if you're just doing it for a single class of goods, the application starts at about 275. It may have gone up. But if you're doing it for multiple classes of goods, the initial application application is around 425. Now that is not the only fee. So the way that the trademark process works is you submit your application. The trademark office comes back to you. They either say, Hey, you know, we think this might go ahead, but we want to see how you're going to use it. So you're going to have to submit specimens and that's going to require another fee. And then there's some more back and forth um, conversations and then you get your registration. Um, but if there is opposition 
to your trademark. So when you file your trademark, basically the USPTO gets it, a lawyer looks it over and they kind of put it on this virtual bulletin board so people can, if somebody's, it's like uh, at the wedding when they say speak now or forever hold your peace, they right. do that with your trademark application. And they say, hey, this trademark application is here. If you got a problem with it, speak now or forever hold your peace. So people have a, a few months to do that. Now, if you have an opposition, that doesn't mean that you have been denied. You just have to kind of give them more reason to accept you. Or even if the USPTO office says, you know, we're kind of having some apprehension. We don't know if this is a distinctive enough trademark. That is not the end all be all of your application. You always have a right to appeal. OK, but do start saving now. You know, if it's ten dollars a week, if you're only gonna, if you're if you're comfortable with only a single class of goods, your application starts at two seventy five. So, you know, save twenty dollars a week for a few weeks and you can get that. And, you know, Natalie, I just want to put it out there that I just went through the trademark um, business just recently and it mm -hmm. took a while. But. Um, I think the whole pro and I went through legal zoom because I didn't want to deal with all of the paperwork myself. So mm -hmm. I think with my process, it was, it was 425. It was 425. Okay. Good. Mm -hmm. Okay. Awesome. So it's still the same. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Any more questions? Now? Hey, y'all got me for seven more minutes. <laughs> You're welcome. Pamela. <laughs> Can I make an adjustment to add a class after the approval? I filed for a trademark and it's currently being ran in a newspaper. You can always amend because that you just have to pay a fee. The government don't care if you want to change it. That's fine. Just give us our money. <laughs> that's right. Thank you. Please and thank you. <laughs> like even on the state level. So I remember there was an application one time we had a misspelling on the business name. And it was just, it was a $15 fee to fix the business name. The government is not trying to hold you up because they want that tax money. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's and it. That's exactly where I am in the process. I think it is now being run in the newspaper as of a month ago. So. Mm -hmm. And we, you know, let's hope that nobody tries to block your blessing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm covered. Yeah. I prayed about it. I'm covered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Help me <though. laughs> Well, this has been awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Love it. Yes. Absolutely love it. Mm. This was great. It was great questions, and you guys are amazing hosts. Like, I just had such a good time. <laughs> well, we have enjoyed you being here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yes, yeah. and my 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 sometimes silent co-star Toby. <laughs> Toby he said, said he "Get off picture too." That's right. Most of the time, I get to be the star today. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't feeling that. He ain't feeling that. <laughs> well, I'm queen bee in this house. I pay the bills. When he gets a job, he can be the star. Uh oh, so <laughs> you hear that? <laughs> wow. That is too funny. Hey guys, I wanted to give you just a quick disclaimer as I am bringing on featured guests on the show. 
I want to let you guys know that the views and opinions expressed here on War Cry Radio from our featured guests are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of War Cry Radio, War Cry Consulting Solutions, LLC, nor myself, Coach Karina. And guys, I also want to let you know that any content provided by our guests are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, anyone, nor anything. And guys, it is possible for you to hear something other than what I normally teach and um, guide you guys on. So please keep that in mind uh, as you are listening to our feature guests. My goal with bringing on feature guests is to bring additional value for you. Okay, so just keep that in mind, guys. Thanks. Bye.